evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus film podcast. We're going all out for the Noir finale. What is Noir though? Do you know? I mean, we could we could ask Siri, what is film Noir? You know, we're we're pulling out all the stops here. Okay. See, I don't like this. The the rules film noir okay all right eat yourself here we go defining film noir let's see don't you just love the music let me ask you a question how do you define film noir other genres can be defined by their tone their location or moments that occur within the movie However, film noir is a genre that is defined by its themes. The categorization of what exactly film noir is can be tricky. There is an ongoing debate between film scholars that was started in the 1950s that discusses whether or not it's even a genre, and if it is, what are its characteristics. The goal of this video isn't to try and join that. Okay, so that's a good intro, and we've already discussed all of that. We've discussed what is film noir. Does neo-noir really do it justice? You know, um, we discussed this at length on Saturday night, yes, with Jason Almy of Shit Happens When You Party Naked. Check that podcast out. He also has another podcast, Creatures of the Night. Oh, yeah. Just like that song, if you know what I'm talking about. It's from the 1980s. And film noir. I mean, this this basically wraps everything up. Um, A culmination of everything that we've discussed, film noir. Of course, I have the Bogart hat. I'm staring at it right now. I have my pea coat. Those are the essential accoutrements within the context of film noir. Okay. And then, of course, we have the movies themselves. Key Largo, Double Indemnity, In in the Lonely Place or Hour, The Big Sleep, Dark Passage, Dark Passage, you could clarify that as film noir, The Killers, Um, The uh, Murder My Sweet, I think that's what it's called. Mildred Pierce, we've we've discussed Mildred Pierce last night and Joan Crawford, you know. And um, Vida, Vida being the femme fatale, basically. I mean, if you look at Mildred Pierce, Mildred Pierce is not the femme fatale. Mildred Pierce is just trying to keep it together, okay? And Vida, the daughter, is like, I want some new clothes, bitch. Yeah. So we all know if, you know, there was a shark attack, we'd throw Vita to the sharks, you know. Is that essentially noir, you know? I don't know. And then there's aspects in other, you know, we talked about Magnum P.I., you know, and I would be remiss if I don't mention Murder, She Wrote. Jessica Fletcher, played by Angela Lansbury, who's still with us. And... 
there were many times there were crossover episodes where Magnum P.I. would go over to Murder, She Wrote, and Murder, She Wrote would go over to Magnum. It was the 80s, okay? Everyone was doing it. How sometimes people from Fantasy Island would go to Love Boat. Love Boat would go to Fantasy Island. If you don't know what I'm talking about, YouTube it. I barely remember Fantasy Island because I was really little, and all they would tell me is I would go, look, play the bus plane, deep, the, the plane bus, deep plane. I think that's what he says. It's been a long time. Is Dynasty film noir? No. Dynasty is just Joan Collins being able to throw Linda Evans into a pool, and they both have those shoulder pads. Yeah, it was, it was the 1980s. Did film noir exist then? Yes, it did. It did in many different aspects. You think of the cinematography, you think of the situations, stylistic approach, the semantics. Yeah, film noir is there. It's alive and well. It was alive and well in 1974's Chinatown. The sequel to Chinatown I've never seen, so I can't really tell you. And then you look at the look and the tone of a lot of Martin Scorsese films. Same thing. There was a noir tonality to his films. Scorsese is a student of all the filmmakers that came before him. And then he himself, you look, look, you look at those who have been influenced by Scorsese, like Tarantino, like Spike Lee, like Oliver Stone. In fact, Oliver Stone and Spike Lee were both students, apprentices of Scorsese. I think they were students, you know, because for a time, Scorsese did teach film, you know. He would take people under his wing. And also, I have to mention Martin Scorsese because he is all about film preservation. And a lot of these film noirs still exist because of Martin Scorsese, is that he was able to put forth the money, put forth the time to handle these film noirs with care. And that's what it's all about. You know, the night the American Film Institute was founded in 1967 for the preservation of classic films. A lot of those silent films, the German expressionism, F.W. Murnau were lost. Thankfully, Nosferatu was not lost. Nosferatu is not film noir, but film noir comes from German expressionism. We talked about Nosferatu back in October. It was part of our Halloween, you know, series. You know, the original vampire movie. So what we what have we learned about this month within film noir? Well, we've learned a lot of different things. I mean, we've asked those questions. I've asked those questions. Is it film noir? A good a good example of that is the Third Man. Now, when I asked, some people gave me different. I wouldn't say bonehead, but they gave me they gave me different um you know aspects. Of what is film noir. And if we can go into it. We don't want the music to play. Of course we've discussed this at length. The third man. Down there. Would you really feel any pity if one of those docks stopped moving forever? If I offered you 20,000 pounds for every dot that stopped, would you really, old man, tell me to keep my money? Or would you calculate how many dots you could afford to spend? Free of income tax, only. Free of income tax. Well, you can 
save money, I'll do it. A lot of good your money will do you in jail. That jail's in another zone. There's no proof against me. Besides you. I should be pretty easy to get rid of. Pretty easy? Wouldn't be too sure. I carry a gun. Don't think they'd look for a bullet wound after you hit that ground. also got Touch of Evil. If we can go into it without getting in trouble. And I don't want us to get in trouble. Here we go. Film Noir at its best. Orson Welles. Charlton Heston always overacting. You want to bet. You killed him, Vargas. Just tell me you killed Pete. Bullet is from your gun. You think anyone would believe that? They always believe me. Anyway, I never believe I killed him. I got you resisting arrest. How could you arrest me here? This is my country. This is where you're gonna die. And of course, that is Orson Welles, who doesn't overact. He's just Orson Welles. Now, I hope Eddie Mueller won't mind if we do this. 
Citizen Kane, not really noir, hugely influential. It's more a historical biography, but it is a detective story, so it's close. Looks like noir, smells like noir, but not noir. So it looks like New Orleans smells like what? Did he strip New Orleans naked and take a look at it? I mean, what the fuck? I know. I know. Um, okay, no, we, we don't want to play the theme. So an example of film noir. I mean, the shadows. We're going to dive into it. If we can do it. Here we go. where the music plays and we gotta pull away we gotta pull away it's a very noir look to the third man and of course I would be remiss if we don't dive into the movie that I think a lot of us consider film noir and you know what I'm talking about now, yeah, there's there's controversy, you know. It's been on Noir Ali, um, so here we go. If we can dive into it. I told you to sit down. Leave her out of it. She's all right, Eddie. She made a deal with you, and she kept it. She didn't tell me a thing, except that she killed Regan, but I didn't believe that. Regan's dead, all right, but she didn't do it. It was common, wasn't it? How'd it happen, Eddie? You mean she didn't? I asked you how it happened. Well, Carmen liked Regan, but he liked your wife. He said no to Carmen. 
She gets mad when anybody says that. I've seen her that way. Go on. She was pretty high. By the time it was over, she couldn't remember much about it. Yeah, I've seen her that way, too. Then you hid the body. And you, you can't prove that. It'd be just as bad for you if I prove it to myself. Then you started to blackmail Mrs. Rutledge by telling her what Carmen had done. How did you prove to her that Carmen had done it? Go ahead, prove it to me. You've seen Carmen when she's that way. Sure I have. Have you? Well, how do you suppose... Why didn't you know her when you walked in here that day? Tell me that. You're pretty smart, Eddie, but I've been waiting for this one. What are you going to do about it? I told you you were smart. You walked in here without a gun. You were going to sit there and agree to everything just like you're doing now. When I went out that door, things were going to be different. That's what those boys are doing out there. But everything's changed now, Eddie, because I got here first. All right, Angel, get down on the floor. Don't get excited, Marlowe. If anything happens in here, if there's any shooting, you'll just... What do you think's going to happen now? Now what are you boys going to think? What will they do to the first one that goes out that door? Who's it going to be, Eddie, you or me? Now look, Marlowe. You look at this. What's the matter? Haven't you ever seen a gun before? What do you want me to do? Count three like they do in the movies? That's what Canino said to little Jonesy. Now don't go crazy. And Jonesy took it better than you would take. That's one, Eddie. Don't, Marlo. Don't. Don't. It's two, Eddie. Don't shoot. It's me. Mar That, of course, is from The Big Sleep. Now, I've discussed this before. In 1978, Robert Mitchum played Philip Marlowe in The Big Sleep. That, of course, is a false start. So, here we go. On 10 million pounds, Sarah Miles is Charlotte. She's worth it. Suppose you want money, too. All I itch for is money. For 50 pounds a day, I thought bullets... Okay, we'll stop right there because it looks very 70s. Even the music. I don't know. Robert Mitchell, what were you thinking? <laughs> you know, we can have moments like that on the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. And it's film noir, baby. That's what it's about. I mean, is Space Odyssey a 2001 film noir? No, but I bring that up because it is in the news with the monoliths, okay? And everyone's like, oh my God, it's like the movie. The aliens are coming. Yeah, I hope they do. And you know who I hope they get first. But that's just me. You know, this is the last episode of November. And tomorrow, which is soon, we will move into music documentaries. And so, you know, there's a lot to be said. And so I'll say it. Or actually, no. I'll let them say it. Because... For me, this is a noir moment. Probably one of the most shocking noir moments. Let's get into the femme fatale and her mother. I think I went to all this trouble. Why do you think I want money so badly? All right, why? Are you sure you want to know? Yes. Then I'll tell you. With this money.
honey, I can get away from you. Vita. From you and your chickens and your pies and your kitchens and everything that smells of grease. I can get away from this shack with its cheap furniture and this town and its dollar days and its women that wear uniforms and its men that wear overalls. Vita, I think I'm really seeing you for the first time in my life and you're cheap and horrible. You think just because you made a little money you can get a new hairdo and some expensive clothes and turn yourself into a lady. But you can't because you'll never be anything but a common frump whose father lived over a grocery store and whose mother took in washing. With this money, I can get away from every rotten, stinking thing that makes me think of this place or you. Vita! Not on your life! I said give it to me! Get out, Vita. Get your things out of this house right now before I throw them into the street and you with them. Get out before I kill you. And she got out all right. So that's how we ended. Mildred Pierce. But you know, we also could go another route because, you know, parody is basically ultimate form of flattery. And yeah. If we go there. I skipped into the kitchen and I said to my... Here we go. Must I, must I wear these shabby shoes? Uh. She said, Mildred, that's my name. I was named... Uh. Burgers. Oh, bye. Don't worry about it. Soon it'll all be over. I'll have paid off the mortgage and then we can spend the rest of our lives together just snuggling. You want me to snuggle with hamburger fat and bacon grease? No way. I'm crazy to have to marry an empty-headed little baggage like you. You must be out of your mind. <laughs> Perhaps I put that a little strongly. Peter, I'll give you the chair for this. You'll be very annoyed with yourself in the morning if you do this. such a sour note I came back to apologize I've always tried to give you everything you've ever wanted and I'm not going to stop now if you want Monty he's yours oh you still want him oh, mommy what have I done Monty fall down go boom mommy you've got to help me you've got to help me get out of this mess mommy please I don't know what to do. This one is a real Lulu, Vida. Oh, please, I wobble. I wobble. Please help me, Mommy. Vida, I think it's time for a little discipline. <laughs> Get me the police. Mommy, you wouldn't turn me in and make me go to the big bad jail, would you now? <laughs> Hello, police. Mommy, this is as much your fault as it is mine. I didn't spoil me rotten. You did. <laughs> this is hilarious. The, look at those eyebrows. Oh, wait, she can't, but you can hear them. I'll take the blame. But, Vita, I think you'd better skip the prom. Oh, Vita! 
for a couple of days. Here's $50,000. That should hold you for a day or two. <laughs> hurry, darling, hurry. Kids, they sure keep you hopping. <laughs> oh, you troublemaker. Yep. That's the parody of all parodies. Even Joan Crawford loved it herself. She called up Carol Burnett to tell her. Here we go. And then I came here. What's going to happen to her? Well, she'll probably get a hundred years. Maybe even life. Depends on the judge, you know. Oh, Mommy, please don't let them do this to me. Don't let me take him away from me. I love you, Mommy. Please don't let him take me away. Oh, can't you see she's sorry? Tell him you're sorry, darling. I'm sorry. After all, this was only her first murder. <laughs> Tell him you'll never murder anybody again. I'll never murder anybody again. Show him your beautiful smile, darling. It wasn't her fault. Don't you understand? He forced his attentions on her. He was, he was a lech. Don't you understand that? An older man after this young, innocent girl. An old lech, was he? Yes. Well, that makes me blood boil. <laughs> I got a daughter myself, you know. All right, now. I'll let you go this time, but don't do this again. Oh, thank you so much. All right. What a nice car. Right. Oh, don't forget your gun. Oh, silly me. Right. Vita, darling, I do hope you will try to straighten out now. Can't we make it for five minutes without you getting on my back? Why did you You just never let up to me, oh, mother. sweetie, I don't know don't what I expected. Honey. Honey. What are you doing with that gun, mother? Put that down! <laughs> I was born in a small town of <laughs> And that is the end of our film noir series for the month of November. I thought, let's end it on a funny note. Please, Carol Burnett, don't come for me, sweetie. I am a big fan, okay? So is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. And so, as always, what's wrong with you? Nothing you can't fix. Unpleasant dreams. <laughs>